podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Across the Pond. Uh, this is our week four preview. Uh, Katie's coming right up. Uh, just a quick word uh, on our um, sponsor, so that's Fanatics. You can click on uh, the link on the description of the podcast or on our social media. Um, click on your link do some shopping, um, all helps podcast. Um, talking about social media, we are on Facebook and Instagram, so you can search for us across the pond sports pod um, and also on Twitter at ATP Sports Pod. Uh, we've got a really um, fast moving show for you today. Uh, we've got to cover a lot uh, in that time. Um, so uh, let's get on. Okay, so we're back with Katie. We've got our week four preview. Um, big week uh, of games coming up um, just before teams start to have uh, bye weeks. Um, obviously, there's a big news coming out uh, of Tennessee. Uh, they've had an extra player um, come down with COVID. Uh, that s- story seems to have moved along slightly, uh, whereas the NFL have now said that that game is likely to be pay- played on Monday or Tuesday. Um, so they've they've t- they've given a given that game a bit more length to give players the opportunity to either test positive or not. Um, by the looks of it, um, are you hopeful that that game can probably go ahead Tuesday at the latest? I I really don't see if it happening honestly um, on Tuesday or or this week. I think that you know in our last episode, James, you had you dove into bye weeks for for the Titans and the Steelers and when they could do a possible makeup game and looking at it, it looks like week eight could be a, a possibility, but with another player testing positive, that's, that's horrible news for the Titans and, and for the league. Um, if they can't, if another person tests positive tomorrow, then I think absolutely the game is going to be canceled. Yeah. So, so far the Titans have uh, announced that three players uh, names uh, who have tested positive. There is a, a fourth player that they've not named. Uh, so, so far, we've got Daquan Jones, uh, Bo Brinkley, um, and Tommy Hudson um, from one of the practice squads. Um, yeah, they, they, there's another five um, uh, support staff in there as well. So, there is a lot of positive tests, uh, which can only mean that the more positive tests there are, probably the more positive tests there's going to be likely that happen in the next couple of days, I would think. Uh, so we will have to, to hope that that one does go ahead. And um, we, we will talk about it uh, during the pod as if we think it is. Um, so we will cover that game uh, a little later on. Um, and we'll probably cover that game last since it's going to be Monday or Tuesday uh, when that gets played. But it is, I think you're right in what you say. I think it is likely that this game actually does get played this week and we are looking at um, week seven or week eight um, when the kind of bye weeks kind of sort of align to make the, the, the least disruption to the league. And like you said, not, none of the Vikings players have tested positive yet, which is a huge positive. Um, but if, if any of the Viking staff or players test positive in the next few days, that's going to be, again, huge news because now what's going to happen with with that team, what's going to happen to the rest of the season. So it, there's a, um, a lot of what ifs and <laughs> who knows what will happen. I wonder if, if there's maybe 
I, I don't know if it's been spoken about already. I've certainly not seen it, but maybe there's an idea of what they do is they, they put all of the teams into isolation for two weeks and then restart the season two weeks later. That's a really good idea. Um, because that, that seems to be the thinking is that to make sure you've had it or not got it, you've got that 14-day period. So have those 14 days. Now, the only thing with that is you're not practicing. So maybe it wouldn't be two yeah. weeks. Two weeks would maybe be too short. You'd maybe need to make it three weeks so at least teams kind of get back, keep getting tested, uh, and, and then continue on from there. But that kind of throws out a whole load of other issues such as you know, you've got Super Bowl's not going to be on the first Sunday of February. It's going to be towards the end of February. So um, that that could cause other issues further down the line. But we shall move on to, to what we have for week four, um, as it stands at the moment. Um, and we, we start um, on MetLife's field uh, in New York, uh, a field that's had its uh, issues so far this season. Um, and the Broncos have already had their run of injuries as it is. Um, and they've got a, a is Brett R- Ripon, is that who? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, we're, we're on to our third quarterback, and it's week four. Um, but yeah, my my Denver Broncos are heading to MetLife Stadium to take on the New York Jets, and I think that this is a, a dud of a Thursday game, if I ever can choose a more more unappealing game to watch, but. I'll be tuning in because I love my Broncos, uh, despite how bad that they're playing so far this year. You know, Adam Gase is the former offensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos, so it'll be interesting to see if he is able to put together a really good game plan for uh, his team against his former team. Um, and there's a lot of, there is still a lot of things to keep an eye on in this game. Um, you know, like you said, we the Broncos have already suffered a large amount of uh, injuries. Uh, we lost our best wide receiver, Cortland Sutton, uh, with ACL. We lost our two quarterbacks. Um, but, I mean, it will be interesting to see the Jets secondary versus uh, the rookie wide receivers we have. We we drafted, you know, a couple wide receivers in this year's draft, uh, Jerry Judy and uh, K.J. Hamler. And we also have Noah Fant, who was drafted last year. So we have a really young wide receiver squad. It'll be interesting to see if the Jets secondary uh, is able to really hone in on them and, and keep them in check. Uh, but it's there will be a lot of good things to, to watch um, if you're just a, a good old football fan um, watching a, a good game between two mediocre, at, at best, teams. Uh, do you worry about more injuries? Obviously, we've seen the 49ers play there the, the last two weeks against the Giants and then, uh, sorry, against the Jets, then the Giants. They had so many injuries um, out of those two games, um, particularly the first one. Uh, do you worry that with the amount of injuries the Broncos already have, playing it on that field could potentially make your season even worse? I don't see how it could get much worse. But <laughs> I, I think, I mean, if we lose Bradley Chubb or, or Shelby Harris on the defensive side, um, or or Justin Simmons, then I, you know, I think that okay, let's just let's just tank and go for that number one overall pick. But I think that there will be some eyes on that field if there are some more major injuries, like what happened in Week Two for the 49ers. Um, then I think that the NFL is going to have to step in and get some more 
eyes out on that field because there were there's been already been a large amount of injuries uh, in New York on that turf. Yeah, and it wasn't even just the 49ers. Other yeah. teams, the, 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 the Jets and the, the Giants, although they haven't complained about the, the field, um, probably wouldn't want to because it's their field. Um, you know, they've had a couple of injuries on those field, on that field as well. So um, on this one, I, I, I'm actually picking your Broncos to win. Um, oh. I, I think it'll be a, a very, very close game. Um, so I've actually taken your Broncos uh, to win by three. Well, jinx, that's exactly what I was going to do, too. I was like, well, since I don't know anything about (laughs) football, if I was looking at how our uh, pick'ems have gone so far uh, through the season with you, you know, we said that before we started recording that I think you need to start placing some bets in Vegas. But I was like, well, I'm sure he's going to go with the Jets. I'm going to go with the Broncos in a close game by three. So I'm right on there with you. Okay. Um, Yeah, um, if any listeners want to, to, you know, go into Vegas and, and start betting <laughs> on my picks, feel free. Just don't come to me if they don't come in. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't my fault. Uh, I don't offer advice. I'm like, there's a people. I don't give advice. I can just give you the options uh, that are open to you. Um, so the next we move along to Sunday, Sunday afternoon in the States, uh, Sunday evening here in the UK. Um, we're going to start off with my guy, um, Kyler Murray, I've been big on him all season. Um, they are in Carolina to take on the Panthers. This uh, is a game where Kyler Murray is going up against a, a pretty decent defense. Um, but I think it's one of those defenses that he could really cut through on the run. But again, we're, he's, we're still looking for him to pull back on those mistakes and, and not have as many or, if any, interceptions. Yeah, and I think that if the Panthers uh, stick to what they did last week with Teddy Bridgewater just throwing those short passes and keeping Mike Davis involved in the uh, short passing game, I think that they're going to give the Cardinals a a really good game. I don't think anybody foresaw the the Lions beating the Cardinals, but they did. And I think that the Panthers are another team that could come out and surprise a lot of of teams and a lot of – betters, I guess, this week. I, I think that there's going to be a lot of um, back and forth. If Kyler Murray gets off and uh, can make those passes and can find DeAndre Hopkins and has room to to get outside of the pocket so he can see his receivers, I think that the Cardinals will win this game. Um, but if they're able to contain Murray and keep him in the pocket, you know, we, we talked on our, our previous episode about him being a little bit shorter in stature than uh, the typical quarterback, uh, NFL quarterback. But um, I think that if they keep him in the pocket, then he's going to have a, a much tougher game like he did in week three. Yeah, no, it's uh, it could be quite similar for him. Um, so I, I have uh, the Cardinals winning um, this one because I, I think Kyler Murray is just going to be too much for this defense. And I think he'll, he'll be able to use Hopkins quite quite a lot. Um, I actually have the, the Cardinals winning by eight. Cardinals by eight. Okay, I also have the Cardinals winning, but I have them winning by four. Um, okay, so we'll move on to Soldier Field. The surprising Chicago Bears, I mean, they're on to <laughs> their second quarterback, but not due to injury, um, taking on the Colts. Um, this is this is actually quite an interesting game. Um, you've got Nick Foles, who's just kind of been brushed in as, as starting quarterback um, after Mitch Trubisky was Mitch Trubisky, um, <laughs> going up against Philip Rivers. Um, I think this actually could be 
a, a quite a good game for a kind of neutral fan to watch. Yeah, I agree. And I think that it, it will be um, a, a better game than what we would have originally thought. Uh, the, the Bears have been coming out and showed everybody that they're, they're going to be a better team, even though they're on their backup quarterback already. Uh, we, we all kind of foresaw Nick Foles coming in at some point this year um, for Mitch Trubisky, but after he had that stellar week one, um, we were all kind of, oh, well, maybe, he's, maybe he's had a good off season. So, uh, but now, you know, it's, it's the Nick Foles show. And I think that uh, they need to get that running game involved more uh, to, to have success against the Colts defense um, because it, it's been pretty weak. I know that they lost Cohen for the year, um, but they need to have Montgomery step up and start getting some more yards to uh, create a more balanced attack. Okay, um, so I've taken the Bears in this one, um, so I think they're they are going to win by six. Okay, um, well, I actually picked the Colts in this one, and I have them winning by three. By three, so yeah, so I think we're pretty pretty close. Um, so it could really swing a, a touchdown either way. Um, we'll uh, move it along then uh, to the Jaguars and the Bengals. Um, so the Bengals have had probably quite what you would describe as quite an unlucky season um, <laughs> in terms of, you know, last minute, last second things going wrong for them and they're, they're not picking up. I mean, they could easily be two and one um, as we stand just now, but they're they're and two and one because they've got that draw from last week uh, against the Eagles. Um, the Jaguars kind of got picked apart by the Dolphins last week. Uh, I really see this one as a game for Minshew, it's, it's going, to, going to be make or break for him. Um, and I, I really think that Joey can can pull this one off uh, this week. Yeah, I, I think that it's going to, this is actually going to be an exciting game to watch, uh, you know, between the rookie number one overall quarter, overall pick quarterback, Joe Burrow, and second year kind of Uncle Rico quarterback, uh, Gardner <laughs> Minshew. I mean, it, Minshew's actually been, pretty good this year um he has a over a 101 quarterback rating through three games I mean he he did struggle in week three but um he's been making pretty smart decisions and keeping his team in games I think that this the Bengals have been so close on a number of their games and it's it's time it's time for them I mean they week one kicker lost the game you know week two it was it came down to the very very end you know week three went into you know overtime and ended in a tie I think that Joe Burrow takes his team and is able to get that victory um the first victory of his NFL career against the Jaguars but I think this is going to actually be a pretty exciting game okay so I I I totally agree I think it's it is going to be a game as a safer for a neutral to watch. I think they'll find it quite interesting, uh, just the difference in styles. Um, I, I So we've both taken the Bengals. Um, I, I'm taking the Bengals, and I'm, I'm going to go right out there and say that the Bengals win this by 16. Oh, wow. So you think that Joe Burrow really has a coming out party? Yeah. He, he's All right. This one. Well, I, I think that this is going to be a close game, and I think it's going to be a, a lot of back and forth, and uh, maybe it's only going to be like – 10 to you know, six at halftime. But um, I think that it's going to be a close one throughout and the Bengals are going to win by three. 
by three. Okay. Um, so yeah, we're probably worlds apart there. Um, <laughs> moving it along to the AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, uh, my Cowboys um, had a, a terrible, terrible week three. Um, <laughs> anything that went wrong could go wrong. Um, but they're going up against the Browns, who have found a little bit of form uh, behind Baker Mayfield. He, he did particularly well last week. Um, he did well against the Bengals. He's He, he seems to have found his footing um, this season. Um, and, and, you know, he's playing with a bit of confidence. Probably a lot more confidence than the Cowboys that we're playing with this weekend. Yeah, I think that, you know, we didn't think that the, the, the Browns were going to be anything spectacular this year. And the the Cowboys were going to be a really really good team, but um, you know I guess this is this is going to be the week where we're going to see are the Browns really on their way up? They've been improving. Uh, week two they got better. Week three they looked good. You know week one they looked like the the Browns of old, but uh, the Browns have slowly been getting better and they've kind of established that two headed monster running game and. Uh, Baker Mayfield is is limiting his mistakes, so I think that they're on the upswing. But this is the week where I think that we're really going to see are they a good team? Um, because I mean they played the, the Washington football team and the Bengals, so the, the outside of the Broncos, they're two of the worst teams in in pro football. And so when they played against another really good team, the, the Ravens, they just got slaughtered. So this will be a good week, way for uh, Browns fans to see just how good the Browns are. I think that this is the Cowboys game to lose. Uh, so this this will be a really good game. I think it'll be exciting. Zeke needs to have more of a, a presence in this game than he did last week. It can't just be the Dak show. Um, if Zeke comes out and puts up, you know, 100 yards on, on the day and Prescott makes smart decisions, I think that the Cowboys can win this game easily. Yeah, I, I definitely go for a Cowboys win. I think that – I don't think it will – I think if if we were if the Cowboys were were three and zero or two and one themselves, then I would be putting the Cowboys down for a huge win. Um, but because of the way that they've started, McCarthy's not done a great job uh, as the coach. Um, I did see on Facebook and Twitter and these kind of things um, how much Cowboys fans probably wanted to have the clapper back. Um, but I'm quite happy for him not to be there. Um, I, I don't know how he stayed in the job as long as he did, um, but he is now gone, so that's fine. That headache's gone, but we've got this headache in McCarthy coming on that eh, I just I don't want him to get in a rut because he's coaching the Dallas Cowboys. They are supposed to be and always have this expectation of being in the playoffs at a minimum um, and pushing for a championship. And so far from what we've seen from them this season, they're, they're just dropping the ball all over the place. Um, we've seen a bunch of, was it five fumbles in one quarter in week two? Um, and then this weekend, they just didn't really seem to get it together. Um, so I, I, as I say, would normally probably go for Cowboys big against the Browns. But on the flip side, with the Browns playing well against mediocre teams, but still well, um, I, I'm actually taking the Cowboys by three. I'm taking the Cowboys by 10. I think that the Cowboys are going to start clicking and uh, running on all cylinders. 
know, if they can contain that Browns, you know, rushing attack between Kareem Hunt and, um, oh my gosh, Nick Chubb, if they can contain that, then I think that this is this Cowboys can have this easily because you can't put the game in Baker Mayfield's hands. Um, he's just not going to win the game for you at this point. Okay, so we both take the Cowboys there. Um, the next game is the Vikings. Um, uh, sorry, is the he um, Saints traveling to Detroit now? The Saints <clears throat> started off the season really well, week one, big win, um, and then kind of floundered after that. Um, so they're sitting one and two, as are the the Lions, who had a pretty decent win. Um, at the weekend there, they they found a way to win, which is something that they've struggled with. Um, I gotta say, I, I think Drew Brees gets his team together this week and starts hammering home fundamentals and starts hammering home about you know we're we're here playing for each other because there was a lot of just kind of disjointedness over the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm I'm going for a Saints win. Um, but what do you think about the Lions? Do you think they can pull this off? I think that the Lions are a, a better team than their record shows. I think that the Saints are a better team than their record shows. And I think that it's going to be a, a good game. I don't know. I, Drew Brees is a great quarterback. Uh, he's looked, a, you know, those, some of those deep balls don't look uh, quite as crisp as they have in years past. But, I mean, he's 41 years old now. So I, I would expect that. But, if he's able to get Kareem Hunt in the passing game like he did in week three, it is going to be a really um, one-sided game because Kareem Hunt, once he once he gets the ball, he's just so fast and he can make that one step and and break and you know go down for fifty-yard gain. So I think that the Saints have more weapons, um, and and if Michael Thomas is healthy, then you know they're stacked. But I think that the Saints have a lot of weapons. I think that. The uh, Detroit Lions, they're going to, you know, fight in a lot of these games and they're going to make a lot of these games interesting this year. I just don't see them being able to uh, contain Drew Brees and that that offense uh, this week. Okay, Um, so I'm taking the Saints to win by seven. Okay, I am actually also taking the Saints uh, by four. Four, yeah, I think we both agree it's, it's going to be a, a, a tight game. Um, I think it will actually be quite a good game, um, but I, yeah, I, th- I think it will be pretty tight. Um, so we'll move it along to uh, the Minnesota Vikings, who are so far COVID free, um, <laughs> heading to Houston to take on the Texans. Um, I think we both had the Texans to win big last week after having a horrendous start to the season, having to play the Super Bowl champs uh, and then the, the Ravens. Uh, but they really struggled last week. Um, and as the Vikings have been struggling all season as well. Um, th- this game is kind of my, well, it's kind of like a, a perfecta game. It's, it's, it's a game I really don't want to watch. Um, is there any reason to watch this game? Well, I think that nobody would have foreseen that the Minnesota Vikings and the Houston Texans would both be winless through week three. I mean, but both teams have had to play some of the toughest competition over the first three weeks. I mean, the, the, the Texans have played the, the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Steelers. And the Vikings have played the Packers, the Colts, and the Titans. Now, I think that the Vikings probably should have beaten the Colts. But, you know, th- those are all 
really good teams. Um, I mean, I think that they're those teams that they played are all uh, equate to eight and one so far this year. So it's it's a tough battle for for these two unbeaten teams. And I think that you know we've talked about this at length about Deshaun Watson uh, kind of really missing having his his number one wideout, but. You know, Randall Cobb stepped up last week. Will Fuller stepped up last week. They need David Johnson, uh, their running back, to step up and show why they traded for him um, and really give Deshaun Watson that running game that that he needs to be successful. I think that it's going to be a, actually a really exciting game because both of these teams have too much talent on their, on their roster to be 0-3. But, uh, you know, through... After this week, there is one of them is going to be 0-4. So I think that the Vikings are going to be that winless team going into Week 5. So I have the Texans winning this week. Okay. How much do you have them winning by? I have the Texans winning by 6. By 6. So I have uh, the Texans as well. Um, but I have them winning by 4. Um, so I think we're probably in agreement that it's probably a, a tight game. Um, and like you say, one team is going to come out 0-4 at the end of the week. Um, and I, I just as as badly as the Texans were against the Steelers, um, I, I just don't think the Vikings are like you say. The Vikings should have won against the Colts. They probably should have done a lot better against uh, the Titans. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that one. Um, so we will switch it to Miami. Um, so head along uh, the coast there. Um, the Seahawks are, are making the long distance travel um, going right across country to take on the Dolphins. This game, for me, it's all about the Seahawks. It's all about Russell Wilson. I, I foresee him having another tremendous week. Um, although I think the game will be quite close, I, I think his numbers in particular will be pretty good. Um, but I, I think Fitzmagic is really going to build upon what he did with his young squad last week. Um, remember, he's like the only player over 30 on the Dolphins um, uh, offense. So I think he's shown them, look, we can win. You guys are all young. We can win. We can give the Seahawks a run for their money here. Um, so I, I see this game being quite close. Yeah, I think this is going to be a closer game too than what we originally thought um, after after week two. But, you know, Miles Gaskin, the running back for Miami, he's heating up and he's starting to look really good. He's finding that space and he's running the ball really well. And when you have someone that's running the ball really well, then it allows your quarterback to uh, have that more time to find the open receiver and it's magic shows up. So um, (laughs) I think that Gaskin has been a, a bright spot for the Dolphins this year. Um, and we've talked at length about the MVP season that Russell Wilson is having so far this year. He is just playing out of his mind. Um, and he's playing like, hey, I know you're really impressed with Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, but don't forget about me over here uh, in Seattle. So he, uh, he's he been playing out of his mind. He's been playing great. He's been fine. You know, he has a healthy uh, wide receiving corp. It'll be interesting to see how um, Carlos Hyde plays this week for uh, the Seattle running backs because uh, Chris Carson is going to be out. So I think that's kind of something to keep an eye on. But I think that the Russell Wilson is just going to be too strong uh, for that Dolphins defense. Um, you know, 
they had one, Miami had one of the worst defenses um, in, you know, in 2019. Um, but they're, they're a little bit better this year, but I think that Russell Wilson will be able to kind of pick and choose and move the ball around to whichever wide receiver he wants. And so I have the, the Steelers winning this game by 14. I'm sorry, the Steelers, the Seahawks, the Seahawks, yeah. Uh, the other team, uh, 14. 14, okay. So yeah. I, I have it a bit closer. I have the Seahawks winning as well. Um, I have them winning by seven. Um, okay. and, and merely just because I think the Dolphins' um, offense is, is really going to come out. And I think they're going to continue as to where they left off last weekend um, and be pretty strong. Um, we will, uh, we're coming to nearly the end of the, the early games. Um, so we move it along to Tampa, so just up the road from Miami. Uh, the Chargers are, are traveling across country as well. Uh, they're going to take on the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Um, Tom Brady has been bossing it. Um, uh, the, the Chargers side, I think Tyrod Taylor probably misses this week as well, which gives a, a, a young rookie quarterback a, a great opportunity and Justin Herbert to, to go out and play against one of the best, you know, go head-to-head with Tom Brady. Not many rookie quarterbacks really can say that. Um, so I, I'm torn in this game because I actually think, on the one hand, the, the, the kind of youthfulness of uh, Justin Herbert, um, although he had a, a, a kind of definitely a rookie game last week, that first week when he kind of got thrown in three minutes before the game, he was outstanding. And I think maybe last week was just a bit of nerves getting to him. And I actually think he's going to come out this week all guns blazing. Yeah, I think that this is going to be a, a good game. Um, I don't think that the Chargers are going to be able to beat Tom Brady, even though he will be without uh, Chris Godwin. Um, he is injured. But, you know, the Bucks are at home. And they are going to have some fans at the game. Uh, not well, not very many, but they will have fans there. And, uh, you know, that, that brings another level of intensity to the game. And I think that Tom Brady, he just has a ton of weapons around him. Um, and he's going to be, he's finding his groove. He, uh, you know, Leonard Fournette is finding his groove. You know, Ronald Jones, he's still a force to be reckoned with. I think the Bucks are going to be able to come out and, and play tough. And I think that Shaq Barrett, is going to cause a lot of havoc on the the rookie quarterback, Justin Herbert. So I actually don't see this game being close at all. I see it being pretty similar to the uh, game against the Broncos, and I have the Buccaneers winning this game by 13. By 13. Okay, so I have went in the total opposite direction. Okay. Um, (laughs) I, I think that the Buccaneers have all the weapons, but I don't think they're... They're into, to, in, into their kind of full groove yet. I don't think they've hit top gear. Um, I think they're probably two weeks away from really hitting their top gear. Uh, Gronk is still missing in action. No one knows where he's, where he's disappeared to. Um, and I, I see this as an opportunity for a, a young quarterback, and I, I think this is what his coach should really be drumming into him. This is his opportunity to really strike at uh, probably the best quarterback of all time. Um, and, and come away with a win. And I think that's going to be the Chargers' focus uh, for this week. So I have them winning, not not by much. Um, I have them winning by six. See, maybe, you know, maybe Justin Herbert, he, I think maybe he comes out this week and plays like he did in 
week two against the Chiefs. You know, maybe he just needs to have that high level competition to bring his own A game um, and not be, you know, too caught up in in rookie jitters. But uh, if he can come out and play like he did against Patrick Mahomes, then the Chargers have got something special and they're rookie quarterback. Well, I think he's shown in that first game that he is more than capable. Um, and I, I think last this last weekend, I, I like you say, I think rookie jitters, whatever it might have been, uh, a bit of nervousness kind of set in and maybe it was maybe eating away at him. And obviously then you throw a couple of bad passes and that just makes it a bit worse. Um, I think if he can find a rhythm really early in the game, I, I reckon that it'll, it'll be a small win, but it will be a, a win for him against Tom Brady. So I, I definitely see that one going the Chargers. Yeah, it, it'll be it'll be a good game to watch. And, you know, Austin Eckler's been playing out of his mind, which is uh, really good for, for Chargers fans. Uh, Austin Eckler's been playing great. Don't miss Melvin Gordon one bit. And, <laughs> you know, and uh, Keenan Allen is, if he can stay healthy, he's, he's one of the best receivers in the game. Okay then, so uh, we're pretty set for Chargers Bucks. Um, the last of the the early games. Um, this is where the Steelers Titans were slotted in um, to play as well in an early game, but obviously that's that's moved. Um, so we move it along to the, the Ravens playing the Washington Football Team. Um, this one for me, although the the Ravens weren't great last weekend, um, I I see this as a, as a bit of a comeback game. And I don't know if it's it's luck or just the way that the the schedules fall or fallen. Um, they they fall against the Washington Football Team, and unfortunately for them, they're playing the Ravens. Uh, and I see this one just being an absolute tidal wave of points going against them. I, I'm 100% there with you. I think that the Washington Football Team has come out and surprised a lot of teams this year. I mean, I'm I'm no I'm somebody that's been extremely surprised by how. Uh, Ron Rivera has been putting the, you know, confidence into that young team and their young quarterback. Dwayne Haskin has to clean up a lot of his mistakes that he's been making, but you know, Washington has looked pretty decent, and um, I don't think that they are up to the same level as the Ravens. But um, I think that they're going to give them a little bit more of their, uh, you know, a little run for their money for sure. Um, so I have the Ravens winning this game. By six. By oh, by only by six. Okay. Yeah, I I think that you know, like I said, I think that they're maybe they're a lot of teams aren't going to take them quite as seriously as they as they should. Um, but you know, their their coaching has been really good, and they've had some really good game plans um, so far this year. Okay. Um. So I'm I'm also taking the Ravens, obviously. Um. But I I have gone big, um, and I've taken the Ravens by thirty. Oh my goodness! I, okay, <laughs> I, I think I, I think the floodgates are going to open. I think the the Ravens are going to score early, and I think they're going to just go on from that. I actually don't. I don't see. I think there'll be a full half of football where Washington don't put points on the board, and I think the only points that they do point put on the board will be field goals. That's my prediction. <laughs> Well, at least you're thinking that they're going to get in field goal range. So I guess that's something. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be something for them. Uh, right. Then. So that was the last of the, the early games. So we move on to the kind of later games. Uh, so these games are around 4 p.m. 
out in the States, um, 9 p.m. here in the UK. Um, so we start off in Inglewood, California. Um, the Giants, I don't know what is this weekend, but everyone seems to be going right across the country. Uh, the Giants <laughs> are going to play the Rams um, without Barkley, without uh, numerous players. Um, the Rams have looked pretty pretty steady um, the, the first three weeks um, and the Giants haven't we already ruled them out of being a playoff team um, so I, I don't want to linger on on them too much um, so I, I pretty much see this as a big Rams win um, I, I've taken the Rams by 13. I agree with you and the, the last time that these two teams met it it was not pretty the Rams just crushed New York um back in 2017 and the, you know that this before Daniel Jones um Eli was still a quarterback for the the Giants at that time but Jared Goff came out and just had his way with the Giant with the Giants defense I think it's going to be very similar this time um at, at home and so I think that uh the Rams are going to be able to beat the Giants by 21 by 21 yeah I think we're we're both in agreement that that New York have nothing um, no, to offer. Um, no, they're they're struggling for sure this year. About you know the only the best team in New York are the, are the Bills, and uh, you know it's it's been I don't foresee that the Giants really winning very many games this year. Like the games that they will win are going to be against other bad teams, and the Rams are not a bad team. So I think that yeah, uh, I think that this is an easy loss for the, the Giants. Yeah, so there's a thing that happens um, in soccer where, and it happens in basketball as well. Um, so if your team is having a terrible season, uh, you're you're losing it, and you know there's there's really no way back. Um, certainly in basketball, you, you talk about teams tanking. Seventy Sixers did it for years. Phoenix did it for years, um, and they basically just played their young players. They got lots of experience of playing. They lost a hell of a lot. Would it be an idea for the Giants to round up some really young talent, bring them in and and put them into these games for the remainder of the season to give those players an opportunity to, to play a lot of games, a lot of snaps, a lot of reps, and and in a year, maybe two years' time, the, the Giants then start to come back? Yeah, I think that, you know, the Giants, they'll, they'll be able to turn it around. Saquon Barkley was the the highlight of the yeah, Giants. And I mean, now without Barkley, Daniel Jones is, you know, the quarterback is leading the team in rushing, which is yeah, ridiculous. And, and I mean, it, um, I guess if you're Lamar Jackson, it makes sense, but Daniel Jones is not a Lamar Jackson and um, they need to have their running back step up. I, I think that they're really missing Barkley. And um, I don't think that until they have him back, that they're really going to be a, a team that's in very many games. Okay. So we'll move it along. This is a game I, I'm looking forward to this weekend. This is probably my game of the week. Uh, the Patriots um, are taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Kansas City had a, a, a shaky week two against the Chargers, uh, but then came out last week and just uh, were absolutely amazing. Everything turned to gold um, that Mahomes touched. Um, I am very much uh, uh, thinking that this week's just going to be much the same for Mahomes. He is, he had a lot more help from his, his supporting cast um, against the Ravens, and I, I really think that he is, and the team are, are going to build upon that. And I, I really don't see the Patriots being in this game at all. 
Well, see, I think that it's going to I mean, Bill Belichick is so smart. Josh McDaniels, he can put together one heck of an offensive game plan. Um, I think that it's going to be a, an exciting game. This is also my game of the week. Um, we've been taught. We talked a little bit about how Patrick Mahomes is like a human cheat code. And we've also yeah. been talking about how Cam Newton looks like his shoulder might be bugging him a little bit. Um, his you know, quarterback rating has gone down every single week. If it goes down again this week, then there's going to be a lot of questions in uh, New England about, you know, how if Cam Newton is right for this team, if he is healthy enough to play. Um, but Patrick Mahomes, he's just, I think, outside of Bill Belichick, he's the smartest minded in football right now. And he is mm-hmm. able to see these, uh, these, you know, schemes really, really well. So how is Bill Belichick going to disguise his defense so that Patrick Mahomes isn't able to find one of his many weapons. Um, and so, I mean, it, New England at Kansas city, it's always an exciting game. I mean, even if Tom Brady isn't a part of it anymore um, and the chiefs looked super, super strong uh, against Baltimore. I think that we thought that was all, we all thought that was going to be a closer game than yeah. it was. Um, and I think that the chiefs are going to take this game. Um, I have the chiefs winning this game by 10. Okay. Um, so we're going to give you some recent history. Um, so in the last four meetings between the Patriots and Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs have won three out of those four games. Um, so I think I think recent history is on their side as well. Not to take away anything from kind of Bill Belichick, but he certainly in recent times has struggled against the Chiefs. Um, so you've taken them by, sorry, 10, did you say? Yes, by 10. Um, so I have the Chiefs winning also. Um, I have them winning by 14. Okay. So we're actually pretty pretty close um, in there as well. I think defense probably wins wins this game um, no, more than anything else. The Patriots' defense is still good. I mean, it, it's not like the you know fantasy cheat code like it was last year. Uh, Patriots' defense was off the charts, but I think that they're still really good. Um, and you know, they're just going to have to disguise a lot of their their defense. And if they're able to do that and and kind of hide when the rush is coming, you know, what kind of, if they're in a cover two or if they're, you know, in man, and if they're able to hide their, what they're doing and Patrick Mahomes has to, you know, think longer with it. Um, I think that that's what's going to make this game close is that Patriots defense. Yeah. Okay. So at last of the kind of later games, um, so we've got the Buffalo uh, Bills, um, best team in New York State, um, heading out to Nevada to play the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I actually think this is is another game that's going to be. It's a shame they're on at the same time uh, with the Patriots and Chiefs because um, I probably want to watch both. Uh, I really see this game uh, as being a, a big spectacle of a game. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored uh, on both sides. Uh, I do have the Bills coming out ahead. Um, of Vegas, even though Vegas are, are well out and at home and everything else and have had a great start to the season. Uh, but I really have the Bills winning this by by seven. I also have the Bills winning this game. I have the Bills winning this game by two. Um, I think that the Bills are feeling it. They have they have confidence in their young quarterback. Josh Allen is playing great. He's playing smart football. He's putting, you know, making touchdowns with his feet and through the air, um, which is more than you can ask for with your quarterback. Um, and I think that the the Raiders are looking better this year. They're, they look like they're a solid 
you know, number two team in the AFC West, um, you know, behind the the Kansas City Chiefs. But I feel like the Kansas City Chiefs are, you know, light years ahead of everyone else in the NFL right now. Um, but I think that the Raiders are going to be a good team this year. I think there's going to be a bit of a shootout, especially if Josh Jacobs gets going um, for the Raiders. But I think that the Bills are going to be able to, to win this one. Um, so I have them winning a close game by two. Excellent. Okay. Um, so the late, late, late game. Uh, is Philadelphia at San Francisco. Uh, we already know uh, the Eagles have had a terrible start to the season. Carson Wentz looks terrible. Um, the 49ers are playing with half of their starters missing still. <laughs> um, so they, they're, they've got an uphill battle. But I actually think this game falls nicely for the 49ers. They're playing at home. Uh, and I actually I have the 49ers winning this. Um, it'll be. I think it will be kind of closer than the, the Eagles' kind of other losses. Um, but I, I, I have the 49ers winning this by six. I also have the 49ers winning this game. I just, Carson Wentz has not looked very good this year. He's, you know, making, throwing interceptions. Um, you know, Miles Sanders isn't really getting up and running that much. And even with the binged up 49ers uh, offense and defense, I think the 49ers, team is just is, is overall better Nick Mullins looked great stepping in for Jimmy G so I think that they're going to continue riding high and I have the 49ers winning this game by two right so pretty oh, another, another game by two but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and then Monday night football this week um I, I again I think this is this is going to be a big scoring game however this game I think is going to be big scoring for one of these teams I think the Falcons won't take a lead in this game, um, so they won't have to go with that headline of losing after being up big. Um, but I think the Packers come out. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers has just been immense. He is, if you if you have Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers um, as MVP candidates together, um, I think you're in with a good shout for both of them. Um, and I have the Packers winning this one and. I have them winning bigger than I probably would have, um, given the Falcons are the Falcons, but just about how badly they have been at, at throwing away leads and throwing away points. Um, so I have the Packers winning this one by 12. Yeah, I also have the Packers winning this game. And for, for how stacked that Falcons team is, they're not, their defense is not. Their defense is, no. has not played four quarters, and the defense has – taken them out of their these the last two games. I mean they've they full on choked <laughs> in the last yeah. two games. And I think that they have to fix that defense. That there's no reason that they should be giving up, you know, double digit leads in the fourth quarter and, and losing these games. I think that the the Falcons defense is really, really uh bad and I think that the Falcons offense is really, really good. And um I think that the Packers as a team they're really, really good. And that's why they're going to win this game because Aaron Rodgers is firing on all cylinders because they have, you know, Aaron Jones, he's he's running the ball great. Even without Devontae Adams, their wide receivers are getting open. Their defense is stepping up and, keep, you know, making those big stops. And I just think that the the Packers are an overall better team than the than the Falcons. Um, I think that the offenses are pretty similar, but the, the defense is where the, the separation between these two teams is. Um, so I also have the Packers winning this game. I have them winning this game by 15. By 15. Okay. So yeah, I think we're pretty, 
pretty close on that one. Now, um, we're going to um, go back um, in time slightly. Um, so the, the Steelers-Titans, uh, supposed to be on Sunday, is looking at the moment to be on Monday or Tuesday. Um, so I'm going to be perfectly honest. I'm not going to give them a score because I don't actually think this game is going to go ahead. You think it's going to? You don't think it's going to play? No, I don't think this game happens this week. I think this game is 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 dead and buried. I I think there's going to be more COVID cases come out from the Titans over the next 24 hours, and the NFL is going to be forced to to delay this game. So, as we said, I think week seven, week eight. I think I think that it it's going to really come down to if there are any more positive tests. Um, if they play Tuesday, man, talk about a, sh- a short week for them, you know, for, for week, uh, week five. But yeah. it's um, I, I think that it's it's really going to come down to if, if this if, if anyone else tests positive on on the Titans team. Um, and I think they will. I, I, I genuinely think just the way, the, the way that this virus has moved. Um, and there, there does seem to be a couple of days kind of incubation period. So people could have been kind of mixing with people that had it and didn't know, mm-hmm. um, which is, I mean, that happened in the NBA way back in March. Um, Rudy Gobert had it, didn't know, and, and ended up passing it around. So, um, and all he felt was a bit of a, a cold coming on. That was mm-hmm. it. Um, and, and that's why I think that this game just, will, I, I think there'll be more positive tests. I think it will force the NFL to, to move the game. Yeah, I think that's... Uh... I think that we'll have to wait and see as the week progresses. You know, we're we're just about two days away, three days away from Sunday, and it's we're just gonna have to see, wait and see. And if if the Titans don't have any more cases pop up, I think that they play, and I think that they win. Um, so I think that they're gonna be out there kind of trying to scramble and prove themselves against the Steelers. Steelers are still able to practice though, so. Yeah. Who who knows? Um, it's kind of a disadvantage for the for the Titans. Um, and the, the guys that did get tested positive are all guys that are in real close proximity to uh, Ryan Tannehill. So yeah, um, it'll be really interesting to see what what happens over these next few days. And I sure hope that there's no more positive tests because this is real big blow to um, the NFL if if there are. So, and I don't want positive tests either, but I just think there will be. Um, do do you have a score for for the Titans? Well, if they play on Tuesday, I I think that they're going to win uh, a close game. So I have them winning a, a game by by four. By four, okay. So I, I'm not going to put a score because my prediction is that they're not going to play. Um, okay. Because I I just I just don't see it. Um, I think it's it's just. There's too many variables that, that can cause this game to go out. Um, we've seen it happen in Major League Baseball. Um, now, the, this, the virus hasn't spread quite as much as, as it did there. Um, but I think news of that kind of came out pretty pretty slowly, whereas the, the NFL have been quite quick to bring this out. So um, we, we'll certainly have to, to wait and see. But thank you so much for joining us for uh, week four preview, Katie. Um, I think... We have some great matchups this week. Um, is, there, is there one in particular you're looking forward to? I think that the Patriots game um, against the Chiefs is going to be it's going to be really interesting. And like I said, Bill Belichick is, is such a great football mind, and he will probably put together quite the uh, 
defensive game plan to try and cause uh, Patrick Mahomes some some confusion. But Patrick Mahomes is is playing off the charts right now. So is he going to be able to to read into into those defenses? So that's my game of the week. I think that's going to be some some must see TV. Yeah, I mean, if I'm honest, that was that was my game of the week as well. Um, I also quite like the Bills Raiders, but nah, I think I think probably most people will be in, in agreement on that one that that will be the the game to watch. Um, great week ahead, uh, lots of football. Now we do have our, our week. Um, where are we? Week four um, review uh, coming to you next week. Um, it might have to come before uh, the Titans play uh, the Steelers. <laughs> Um, we'll, we'll see what happens on there um, and we'll keep you updated on social media as well um, in terms of what happens uh, but thanks so much for joining us Katie for, for uh, previewing week four yeah thanks so much and uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter join our Facebook group and follow us on all of our social channels we have a lot of fun talk discussions so yeah we do indeed and we've, we've been putting out polls on who's going to win which games and all this kind of stuff so there's a, there's a lot happening on there as well So thank you so much uh, for listening to another edition of Across the Pond Sports Podcast. Um, Really great show. Um, Just a quick word on the listeners that we have. Um, So originally we just have the the UK, US and Ireland. um, And then we we started to touch on on Europe. Um, But now we've gone kind of even further afield. Um, So we now have Papua New Guinea. Uh, Philippines and uh, listeners in Australia so welcome uh, one and all hopefully finding some sports topics that you are interested in Um, you can uh, interact with the show join us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter so on Facebook we're at Across the Pond Sports Pod just do a quick search for us uh, and uh, Twitter at ATP Sports Pod Um, so you can find us on there um, and obviously uh, use our presenting sponsor at Fanatics uh, for all your sports apparel that you want to buy uh, Christmases, birthdays, whatever it might be start of a new season, New Jersey comes out uh, just bought, purchased uh, a new baseball cap from Fanatics um, only took a couple of days to arrive um, they always have um, some great deals uh, on Fanatics in terms of free um, delivery or maybe there's a site-wide discount i seen one for 60 percent a couple of weeks ago um so really good site to to go on and they've got pretty much everything you need for your team uh, that you follow and if you don't follow the team you follow a particular player you can go and look at their profile as well um and and see all of the uh, memorabilia as well that they have as jerseys so um, do click on the Fanatics links please um, and that always helps the pod as well the more that you do that. Um, so everyone have a, a great weekend and um, we've got a lot of sport this week um, we've got WNBA finals, NBA finals, um, obviously the NFL as well uh, and the baseball playoffs have just uh, started as well um, so my A's got beaten game one so I was a little gutted, I'm not going to lie uh, but certainly looks as though game two uh, is going to go a bit better for them so um, hopefully just a game three just to chill out and take another win and, and move on to the next round uh, but a lot of baseball to be played so we will probably have a baseball slash basketball show uh, at some point soon uh, just to cover that all off as well uh, but thanks again as I say for joining us and have a great weekend Podcast Network.